Jose Altuve and a host of Astros take on the Houston Astros. Dana Brown, not as optimistic as he was last week that they're going to extend Cal Tucker before spring training is over. Let's talk about this and other things on Locked on Astros next. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Veer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we update you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, just like Jose Altuve for Venezuela, we are leading off with a lot of great information. We have Dana Brown with um, maybe some not-so-good news about some extensions. We'll talk about that in a second. And then we have a whole bunch of uh, pitchers in this game. This game is still going on, and this is uh, this is why uh, I know Chandler Rome is like, where is the pitch clock? And uh, this is kind of old school baseball, but guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us, give us a big fat thumbs up, and go ahead and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. And if you want to know where to go listen to us, go ahead and check out the QR code up above us and go and scan it and just go ahead and find all the different locations you can make us your first listen every day. So let's go ahead and start off with, um, uh, we'll talk about um, what's going on with uh, Team ben- Venezuela in a second. But um, <laughs> definitely, uh, World Baseball Classic is what apparently my computer wants to talk about. But let's go ahead and talk about what Dana Brown had to say about some injury. And I guess one of the big things we need to talk about is Jordan Alvarez. This is a big guy the Astros need in the lineup. And apparently he's supposed to maybe take some swings, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday. Apparently Dana Brown said he is, has zero pain. We don't know how long it takes him to get ready. He's a fierce competitor in the batter's box. It's just a matter of him being completely healthy. Hopefully we'll, we've, we're through the storm. Once he gets back swinging, I think he's had ample rest he needs. So hopefully he's back sometime in the next week or so in the actual lineup. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I hope selfishly he's back because I just got tickets given to me for Saturday's game. When we get there, we're going to Sunday's game. Then we're going to the next Saturday's game. So hopefully in one of those three games we're attending um, to see the Astros play, we'll get to see Jordan Alvarez take his first competitive swings of the spring. If not, maybe we'll get to see him in the cages, um, hang out there by where the players are working out. I'm excited about that. You know, the prospect of Jordan Alvarez being on the field, being fully healthy is something that every Astros fan wants to see. And I would much rather this thing get solved and taken care of. My only question is going into it is, is this something that's going to pop back up throughout the season? Are we going to see him go on a few IL stints here and there? And what is his health going to be like come playoff time? Those are my main concerns with this. 
Um, I trust the Astros are doing the right things to get him ready. I trust, you know, everyone, you've got to trust the doctors. They get paid a lot of money to make sure these players are in tip top shape. Um, so that's, that is good news to hear about that. And um, Dana Brown also said that Michael Brantley's readiness to play on opening day is in doubt um, that he is still working his way back from a shoulder surgery performed in August that he's been away from the team for a few days dealing with a personal matter. Remember, he left two different times. So it's going to be really close to be their opening day or shortly thereafter, a week or so. We don't know where that is, but I'm hoping, um, you know, sooner rather than later and actually no later than April 10th with Michael Brantley. So, look, no panic needs to be induced by Astros fans. Jordan Alvarez is going to come back when he's ready. Michael Brantley is going to be there when he's ready. You don't want to rush these guys back because they will be key pieces in another Astros playoff run in 2023. Yes. Uh, so apparently we've started a thing and we've had a lot of commenters uh, say that we have a word of the day for each podcast. And yeah. like yesterday, um, we didn't have one in the fantasy baseball one. And people are like, What's the word of the day? Remember one day it was maybe, then the other day oh. it was something else. So we need to decide what today's word of the day is. So um, guys, if you're watching live, go and tell us what y'all think the word of the day is based on what we're reading. So uh, he also talked about Lance McCullers on Wednesday, and he said he's feeling much better, but there is no timetable for him to pick up a baseball. McCullers um, definitely missed the 2019 season with a Tommy John surgery. Uh, he did uh, throw 25 pitches in the bullpen on February 14th, but has not thrown a baseball since. So um, the MRI showed a little bit of a small muscle strain in the elbow. So they're hoping that maybe if he feels better, they that we can see what's going on there. So hopefully we can have him back at some point, but I don't think they're going to rush him. I don't think they're going to rush Michael Brantley. And I think the fact that we saw Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick back uh, both in the lineup today versus Team Venezuela is a telling sign that they're looking to start opening day likely with Michael Brantley out of the lineup and probably Alvarez as the DH. Yeah, that seems like a good um, guess there. I, I really think like we talked about, it's, you know, center field will be Myers and McCormick to start. They're going to give Myers more, more leeway. They're going to give him more opportunity because of kind of seniority. He came up before the other guys, but Justin Dearden, dude, hit a triple today. Right. And we'll get into the game here in a little bit. I mean, Eric, this this center field battle, you remember when we had Siri, McCormick, Myers. Before that, we had Straw. We had McCormick. We had Siri. We've kind of had this rotating three-headed beast. And I know, I know Miles Straw went. He got paid. He got the gold glove and all that stuff. But McCormick has turned out to be a pretty decent replacement for Jake Myers. He... Um, get this, I was listening to the broadcast, and if y'all were watching, you heard this. Apparently, he someone had him recreate the catch from the World Series at his brother's wedding. Right. So he's become famous for this catch. But Chas McCormick wants to be known more for a catch or a single play. He, he wants to be known for his what he's doing right now. And that's what this competition is going to be. And I, I just really think that Dearden will play – a big part in center field 
this year. I just don't know when his time will be, but he will get called at some point. If he doesn't, dude, if he doesn't make opening day roster, which honestly right now, I wouldn't be shocked if he made his way onto the opening day roster. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to kind of bet on that just because there's so much talent. But if Michael Brantley's on the IL at the time, maybe there's a shot. You just have to give him a chance. Uh, like, uh, you have to open the spot. Bly Madrid uh, had a, a big double today. And then you had some other guys contribute. We'll talk about the game in a little bit. And in a second, we will talk about Dana Brown's comment about uh, Kyle Tucker and Farmer Valdez. Uh, what's going on with their extension talks? We'll talk about that in a second, but this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. That's right. We're at the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line, two-point scores, and threes drained. Heck, I'm pretty sure with the World Baseball Classic coming around, you can also bet on those games as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance to a, at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. You really need to check this out. It's easy. It's safe to use, like I mentioned. So you don't want to miss your chance right now to get in on the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Late, I think it was late Wednesday night, we had an article come out from John Heyman, and it was about Kyle Tucker and Frommer Valdez and about some comments that Dana Brown said. I don't know if it was to him. But or if it was um, if it's something that uh, was, I guess, was talked about a little bit today. But basically, uh, Brown said he's given contracts talks 48 hours in their attempt to lock up pitcher Farmer Valdez and star outfielder Kyle Tucker to long term deals. That was Wednesday about this time uh, that right when our fantasy podcast was going and. I was tempted to go ahead and try to do a podcast that night, but I was exhausted, and uh, so I just didn't have it in me. And I figured we'd be doing one tonight, so we'll be talking about it. So 24 hours have passed, and now uh, some more information has come out. And uh, Dana Brown already said that they've probably tabled discussions if they don't really reach agreement once the spring training ends. This is something we've talked about in podcasts already. And so what I guess what's happened is they've already met with the agents of the players and now they're just waiting to hear back from the agents. We're just waiting too close, waiting to see what's going to happen. I'd love to get both of them done. Um, the beauty is we have these guys for the next three years. I love to get them secured so that next year, the only thing we have to worry about is Bregman and Altuve. If we don't get them secured, we still have them for three years. It's not the end of the world. But he also said he felt more optimistic about extensions for Tucker and Valdez a week ago. And he also added, we may be further away, particularly on Tucker, than Valdez. But I'm one of those who likes to keep hope alive. Thoughts? Well, he can keep hope alive. But what fans keep remembering is they keep remembering how every big star that we've had 
has walked and they have not signed to a big deal. Right. I'm talking about Garrett Cole. I'm talking about George Springer. I'm talking about Carlos Correa. I'm talking about all these players that have come through and they've left. And you have a chance to sign Kyle Tucker. To me, out of all these players, Eric, he is the one that has the highest chance for longer-term success because of the position he plays and because of the way he swings the bat. Not right. only that, he's a fast guy. He's really good with his glove. He's considered the best right fielder or one of the best next to Aaron Judge. I mean, he's up there top three. He's on Team USA right now. And so if there is one player that we are going to sign, Dana Brown, this must get done, Kyle Tucker. Is that the word I of understand. Day? I understand. Sign or what is the other one? Um, I like the other one to relax or we could say word of the day would be, um, well, oh, like no rush. But look, to me, you sign Tucker. We get it. Jim Crane, we love you for your management of this team. We love you for the championships and the six straight ALCS. We love that. We don't love the opening day ticket prices. I'm still not happy with that. But what we would love even more than all those things is Kyle Tucker being a Houston Astro for the next eight to 10 years, giving him his due. Don't wait for Otani or some pie in the sky dream. Get this guy here now. Get him while he's happy. Don't wait until he's disgruntled like George Springer remembers being brought up too late or being held back because of not because they didn't have to pay him as much when they brought him up. They held him back. He should have been up sooner. And Springer remembered that. So don't put a chip on his shoulder. Don't give him a reason to walk. Sign this man. Kyle Tucker is King Tuck for a reason. I, I just I get it. I, I think we understand that they don't sign these big contracts, but there's got to be at least one player. And one player doesn't mean you change the philosophy and the direction of the club. You sign that one player because you're showing faith in that. And the other guys around him probably will sign team-friendly deals. Bregman Altuve, they're going to sign team-friendly deals. I don't, I don't buy into this. Um, Bregman's going to want Machado money. I don't buy that at all. Now, I may be wrong, but I just don't buy it. So he was asked about, well, what is it going to take to sign Kyle Tucker? And will Jim Crane get it done? Because the longest deal he's done was basically Alvarez, which was a six-year uh, deal. And he said, I think Jim is willing to go further. I just don't know that I have the comfort of going as long as maybe I ha I'll have to get Tucker done. I just don't like big deals. If they're open for something a little more than five, maybe I will be open to doing that. I'm sure Jim would be too. I think Jim is very open, but doing 10-year deals, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point. That's a lot of years, man. I'm just not comfortable doing 10. I don't mind if you're doing 10, if you get a guy to the big leagues in the early 20s, real feel, really feel like he's a big piece of the franchise, face of the franchise, and get him done for 10 and he finishes it out at 32 or 33. I'm okay with that. These deals that go beyond 33 for me, I'm uncomfortable. The analytics on that is not good. And that's what we've been saying. The Astros have tried to avoid. 
So you front load it or you back load it. If you don't like paying them in the later years, you front load it and you incentivize it. You incentive base it later or you give a player or a team opt out those last three years or something like that. I, I just again, I, I just think that there has to be at least one guy you do this for. And just because you do it for one guy doesn't mean you have to do it for all of them. Right now. Let me ask you this, Astros fans, and this is, I mean, you you can just think about this in your mind. Obviously, you can't answer back when you're listening to us. Maybe if, if you're if you're watching, you can type. But are you willing to sign Kyle Tucker to a long-term deal if it means not signing Framber Valdez and in, in having him not here after his contract is up? Because if they do go for the jugular with Kyle Tucker and, and give him all that he wants, they may say, well, we signed him. We're not signing Framber, right? Like, who are you willing to give up or sacrifice on the roster if you sign Kyle Tucker? Because it seems like I'm thinking 30 to 35 plus um, is, is what it's going to take. And it may take closer to 35 than 30. If Kyle Tucker, especially Eric, the better year he has this year, the more behind the eight ball the Astros get. That's why I think it's advantageous yeah. for them to get it done now. And I, and I just looked it up. You know, he's 26 years old. He's 26 right now. You sign him to an eight-year deal. He's, what, 34 at the end of that deal, right? Yeah. Right before his 35th birthday. Sign him to an eight-year deal. Tell him if you get this so much, at the end of the eight-year deal, you're going to offer you one of those cool Super 2 deals where we offer you two years, you know, and – and kind of pay him his due, kind of like you would a Jose Abreu, like you paid him, right? I, I don't know. I just – I know it's easy for us to say just sign him. And I don't think it is, but I think there has to be at least one guy that they break the mold for. Don't don't you think Eric Kyle Tucker's that guy? Yeah. I mean, I would say Springer would have been that guy uh, just because of what he meant to this team, but – that's that ship has sailed. Um, I think Altuve is too old to break the mold for that. Um, I would say Bregman has as good as he can be. I think he's been too inconsistent. He's battled a lot of injuries over the years. So if you're going to do that and you have Alvarez already extended for what, six uh, seasons. So if you're going to do a massive deal, Kyle Tucker is your next guy. I would say yes, unless it's going to be somebody like Jeremy Pena and you're just going to buy out a whole bunch of, but there's no need to do that with him yet. Yes. You would like to do it eventually, but there's no need to do it. And even uh, Brown said, there's no real th need to do it with Tucker and Farmer Valdez this year, but it's going to be so much harder next year. The closer they get to free agency, the more expensive they get. I mean, we saw how much the, the AAVs went up this year. And the years went up. I mean, there people are giving out years like it's candy this year. Yeah. Now, so in and look, here's the thing. I I can literally come up with a good point to sign them, and I can literally come up with a counterpoint of why not to sign them right now. Because I I hear it's almost like I had David Sampson in my brain telling me, but what is the what is the club's number one job? What is the owner's number one job to make money? Right. Y'all y'all want to think it's for championships, but you've never owned a team. It's to make money. It's about that bottom line. Um, and so why sign them if you don't have to is their philosophy. I mean, they wouldn't even give them seven and a half. They only gave them five. Okay. 
or they only offered him five. And then the arbiter agreed with the Astros. So they're saving money now, but I think saving money now is going to cost them later if they want to sign him. Right. Um, you do have him. And who knows? Maybe the Astros are like, okay, we'll have him for the next three years and then we'll have him walk because we've got Melton, we've got Gilbert, we've got, you know, Clifford, we got all these, you know, Luperfito, we got all these players coming up that are going to fill that spot. But we don't have another Kyle Tucker. And that is my point here. So Kyle Tucker wants the years. Now, you have to adapt or die, I think, on this situation. And I'm not saying the Astros are dead in the water or don't continue to progress or have success if they don't sign a long-term deal. But the long-term deals are happening. The difference between us and other teams is we don't have two or three or four players on that kind of payroll. I mean, right. the Padres have an amazing lineup, but good Lord, they are strapping themselves with four or five players with long-term deals. And some of them even into their 40s, right? We're not doing that. You're not putting Kyle Tucker into his 40s. He doesn't have to retire an Astro. But I just maybe eight years, the last two years, our club options are incentivized. You know, if you get to this point, boom, you make that. And you you have the right to take that option, kind of like Justin Verlander, where they gave him that two years, they gave him that second-year option, right? So that's what you could do there. I, I just think that he is the player. I think, honestly, he holds more value long-term than Springer. He holds way more value long-term than Correa, and he holds way more value long-term than Garrett Cole. That's that's just my honest opinion. Maybe a baseball guy can correct me, but I feel like he is that guy. All right, so I think what we've seen is Dana Brown basically lay the cards on the table. He's basically said that the agents are asking for 10 years, and so they're not willing to do that. And so this is what he said. We've gone back and forth and the agent said that they will reach back out tomorrow. So hopefully they'll have good news. If not, the beauty is we have those guys for three years. Like he reinforced that. So I think we, we have a good idea of what Kyle Tucker's looking for. He's looking for, like you said, the multiple years. So Jim Crane is going to either have to adapt with the current market where they're giving more years. And even it sounds like Dana Brown is going to have to adapt to it. And uh, people are like, well, what about, what about um, all those uh, players you signed with the Braves? Austin Riley had a 10 year deal and you had even um, uh, Matt Olson got an eight year deal. Then you, you had all these players and he said, well, yes, those players got those big, time deals, but I was over there, but that was mostly, um, I wasn't the guy in charge. That was Alex, um, Anthropolis who's doing right. most of those deals over there. And so, yes, I was assisting, but he was the guy doing most of the work up there. So he felt a little bit more comfortable and the Braves felt a little bit more comfortable over there. So now if Dana Brown is willing to do a shorter term deal, like a seven, eight year deal, it's up to Kyle Tucker to decide, okay, if I go somewhere else, maybe I can get a 10-year deal versus stay here and get a seven, eight-year deal and stay with the Houston Astros. So it, it's really in the it's in Kyle Tucker's court, and I really think that there is a deadline. I mean, I know Dana Brown said it's not really a deadline, and they can continue talking, but eventually the players just want to focus on getting ready for a season, and they'll worry about it next year. So what do you think is a higher probability? Let me ask you this. 
Kyle Tucker signing an eight-year deal at 26 or 27 with the Astros and him getting that, or Kyle Tucker signing a 10-year deal when he's 29 or 30 from another club. Do you see what I'm saying? I think he's got a better shot at signing a shorter deal before he turns 30 than and, and getting more money than maxing out that offer when he turns 30 and getting a 10-year deal. Because once you hit that 30, you're quote-unquote on the downward slide of that career. Uh C plan. I'm answering that question second, but C plan says if crane is pushing back on a whole analytics thing, why can't he budge his mindset on long-term deals? Because so far the analytics, the, the things on long-term deals has not been good. You have some that have worked out some that have not, but the majority Josh Hamilton, um, Mike Trout, I mean, I know he's been injured a lot, but then you have Albert Pujols. He dealt with the whole foot issue the whole time, and then he didn't get good until Major League Baseball gave him the juice ball, allegedly. Um, and then he went back to St. Louis and got the little motivation. But the long-term deals have not worked out for a lot that, of teams. No, yeah, that in in that's that's an excellent point. And you and I have both said that. And we've talked about how there really haven't been a whole lot of titles. Actually, I think the only two that have won any that had 10 to 12 year deals was um, A-Rod and Jeter with the Yankees. And we all know about that roided up team and how they were cheating. But, um, you know, my thing is it, it, there's got to be one guy. I, I'm not saying you change the direction. Jim Crane, I don't want you to change your philosophy. What you're doing works. I trust the process. I trust the decisions you've made. We've literally won two World Series since 2017. We've been to four. We've been to six straight ALCS. The proof is in the pudding. So it's it, it's hard to argue that he's going to keep us from winning World Series if he doesn't sign Kyle Tucker to it to an eight or ten year deal. We're not saying that, right. but if there is one guy you're going to do it for, it's because there's nobody else on this roster that you're going to do it for. I mean, it's not a pitcher. It's not Garrett Cole. It's not – I mean, Carlos Correa, obviously, there were some injury concerns there because everybody's talking about it now. Um, and even after McCullers, I mean, look at yeah. – after extending him, look at how many injury concerns that he's had. I know that McCullers – I mean, that Valdez is not McCullers, but, geez, that, that would scare any owner away from uh, extending a player. But – I think Valdez is maybe a little bit more durable and nothing against McCullers when he's healthy. He's a good pitcher, but geez, that would scare somebody from a long-term deal. So I don't even think that Valdez will get a like 10 year deal. I think he would get max five years or something like that. Yeah. And um, you know, just to, just to answer uh, Garrett, he was like, so if long-term deals, and good point, don't work. Why are we stressing about Tucker leaving for a 10-year deal? I'm not necessarily stressing over it. I, I just, I think that you you can at least pick one guy out of your lineup and you say, okay, this is the guy. Um, but you you do have to do this. Um, uh, right here, you could do this. Colleen says, so you sign a long-term deal with stipulations on milestones, right? Well, you incentivize a contract, right? But even if you put incentives in there, if they're obtainable, they still count against AAAV. Yeah. So you could say, okay, he's only getting 28, but he has incentives to make up to 35. Well, if they're realistic incentives, they're going to count that against the club. That, that doesn't go away. 
Um, and, and so it, it's just one of those things where give me one guy, give me one long-term contract. I want that to be Kyle Tucker. If they don't sign Kyle Tucker to a long-term deal, the bright side is we got him for three years. The bright side is we've got kids that are coming up that are going to be absolute monsters. We got kids that are coming up in the, in the Dominican summer league that are probably going to be monsters, even if one or two of these guys hit. So look, what's going to happen is going to happen. I mean, Dana Brown said it. Uh, he said here, one of the last things I want to talk about that, that he mentioned, um, it was, it was at the end of his, um, he says, we've gone back and forth with the agents and they said they would reach back out tomorrow. Did you already read that? Okay. So look, maybe, maybe there's hope. Right. Maybe just because we have them for three years, enjoy Kyle Tucker while he's here. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's move on from that. We only got yeah. like a minute or two left. Uh, let's oh, talk man, about sorry. WBC. Jose Arquiti pitched for Team Mexico today. He pitched three innings, allowed five hits, three runs, no walks on a plus side, one strikeout, two home runs. So Team Mexico lost 6 nothing to Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Guardians, almost said Indians. I apologize there. Uh, Kyle Tucker is batting, what, one, two, three, four, five, six for Team USA. And they are trailing the Giants right now, um, three to nothing. And so far, Kyle Tucker does not have a hit in this game. But uh, that's interesting. It's currently going on as we're watching this. And the Astros played uh, Team Venezuela today. And Jose Altuve led off the game with a single. And then on the next flyout, he does what Jose Altuve does, which is run into an out, uh, try and advance on a fly ball. So sometimes he makes those uh, little bonehead plays. But overall, uh, then it was kind of awesome to see Mauricio Dubon lead off. And then he actually got a first pitch double. And I, I believe he went on to score as well. So the Astros, uh, no, no, actually they stranded him, I think, but. Uh, it was actually an interesting game to start. Uh, the Astros got off to a 5-2 to two, um, lead. And then from there, uh, th everything kind of fell apart. Um, they lost 9-8. to eight. They made it interesting by getting two runners on in the ninth inning. But overall, it was a lot of walks, 20 walks in that game. Brandon Belak pitched um, three innings, allowed uh, only three hits, two runs, one home run. And uh, overall, Jaden Murray gave up five runs for them earned with uh, two walks. So it was n the Astros only allowed seven walks, but you had a lot of Astros minor league pitchers pitching for Venezuela to save some of the arms. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I was like, wait, why are they pitching for them? It's kind of it's kind of like whenever you're in arms, the yeah. league. Yeah, it's kind of when you're in Little League and the other team only has like seven players and you put two of your players in the outfield and you tell them, like, make a, make a good attempt at the catch, but right. if you drop it, I'm not going to be mad at you. You're not going to run. No, I'm joking. But yeah, they look, left the bases loaded three times, but you had to realize the guys out there, they're not the, the – Right. A lot of the major they, league guys are out. But, dude, Justin Dearden, like um, you put in the notes here, turned on that 100-mile-an-hour fastball for a triple. I'm telling you, man, Justin Dearden, he's done on the 40-man roster – but if there's anyone that can find their way onto the 40-man roster from spring training, does Justin Deard, if they said, okay, give me one guy that could do it. You got right. one guy. I want him. Take one of those dudes off, DFA somebody. 
Um, you know, I think they added a couple late. So look, take take one of those guys. And oh, Eric, I almost forgot. I got something to give away. Okay, go for it. I've got I've got um let me let me just double check and you know make sure that I've I, I get these tickets in my app when I look at my while you're doing app, it, I'm gonna take a selfie of us doing the show. <laughs> it looks like I have two extra tickets to the Space Cowboys versus the Houston Astros, and it is at Minute Maid Park. And for some reason, it's not. Oh, it's not pulling my tickets because my Wi-Fi is off. But I do have two tickets, and we had talked about them. Um, you know, sharing them. Yes, I got two tickets in section two fifty-two, row eight, seat one and two. These are prime seats, dude. Clarify that for what game again? Tuesday, March twenty-eighth, seven ten, Space Cowboys. Right at the Astros. Okay, this is at Minute Maid Park. All right. So here is the thing. I'm just going to randomly select someone here. I, I, I just, I'm just feeling it. Um, I'm looking up and down at the names and everybody's commenting. All you are great. I, I can't pick more than one, but I am going to give these to Darby Duffin. Darby Duffin, um, you have won the Tuesday, March 28th, 710 Central Time Space Cowboys at Astros. I need you to send me your email on Twitter on Instagram or TikTok, wherever you're on, on the socials and make sure you can go to the game. And if you can go to the game, um, I, I need your email. I will forward you those tickets this evening. If you get that to me, um, you are welcome. Uh, I just, just pick someone randomly. I, I didn't have this pre-planned. I was like, Hmm, I'm just going to pick someone when the show comes up. Um, so there you go, Darby. Um, those are your seats. And yes, we do have opening day tickets. Eric and I will both be at opening day for the Houston Astros. So we'll let you guys know when and where you can meet us. If you want to meet up with us, hang out, um, talk about the Astros going back to the World Series and all that stuff. So um, that's all I got tonight. Again, Darby, make sure you send me something online, your email. If you don't, you better send it to me now in the chat or you can even send it to me on YouTube as well. All right, and the Astros be facing a familiar foe uh, on Friday. It's going to be Justin Verlander, and don't bother Dusty Baker tomorrow because he's going to be taking a lot of young players fishing. So that'll be interesting. So that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Make sure you go and give us a uh, subscribe to us and give us a fat thumbs up and make us your first listen on anything you listen to your podcast on. You can find them all up here. And we'll see you uh, tomorrow and go Strokes.